right, so look, it's rare that I get to talk to a friend of mine in real life that I never talked to on the phone. Lil Mo, you know, I'm mad at you because you haven't pulled up on my show in, I don't know, four years, and then we haven't talked in, I don't know how long. How have you been? I'm good, and I apologize for not talking for so long, but um, I changed my number. You know me. I changed number like I do these niggas, period. Now I'm just putting <laughs> Wait, wait, did you change the number because Kelly Price had it and you didn't want to talk to her? <laughs> no, actually, she and I have made amends. You know what I'm saying? We, like, we've been cool for years now. Um, We had a show together a couple of years ago, and we got to, like, talk and chat and really get to the bottom of what was really going on behind the scenes. I, I'm glad for that because we've known each other for years since church back in New York and just like coming up with the open mics in New York and stuff like that. So I never wanted to disrespect her, but I realized how much production tried to play a part in pitting us against each other. I'm 4'11", like she way taller than me, but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people thought it was up, but it was just miscommunication. I'm glad we got to, you know, mend that burnt bridge. You know, I always had my own beef with the R&B divas because what people really don't know, I mean, unless you read my book or you've been around, that I was very instrumental in doing Kelly's party with Faith Evans and Whitney Houston when Whitney died. And then out of that, we did the, the show where you came and performed honoring her. Remember? Yes. And I wanted to come to the um, honoring Whitney party, but I remember... Remember I tell you I was scared to tell you I was pregnant at the time and I ain't want to fly out there? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the only reason I missed it. And I'm so mad because that's when um, Whitney had expired. And I was like, see, that's why I should have just went and stopped being scared to tell people I'm pregnant. Because it's not like I don't ever be pregnant anyway. But I'm glad we passed that phase in life. Wait, now, which party did you perform at the party Whitney performed at or the anniversary? No. I believe it was. I didn't perform at the um, one that was. What was that? That January? I don't I don't remember. Yeah, what like that. February, the, yes. Yeah. I didn't come to that one, but it was like one after that we had. So and a year after we honored Whitney yeah. and Mo sang at that one. And we yeah. I filmed the whole thing. I still have all the footage. But the thing that was interesting to me was, you know, I knew Kelly Price then. I didn't know her like I ended up knowing her after that party and subsequent the fallout that we had. So when I saw that you guys fell out, it's just one of those things where like, real meets bullshit and it just ain't going to be able to exist in the same space at the same time. I feel you. And one thing I know about you is if it's bullshit, you're going to let it be known right then and there. That's why I think you and I always had like a closeness because we've done a lot of work together and we have a lot of history. Remember from, I think before that, when we was going, was that before that when we was going to do the funeral? Me, you, Charlemagne, and Claudia were going to do that radio yes. show. We interviewed Raz B. You know, that was when the allegations all had first come out. Yeah, and that's what I'm Mm-hmm. That's why when you see what he's saying now, it's like he hasn't changed his story since he first told us. And remember, was I pregnant then? Or I had just had a baby. It was like something going on. And I remember I couldn't make it out to the actual um, recording of the show. But I, I was on the phone at the house and I was asking questions. And I just remember crying in the kitchen when he was saying uh, what was going on. But prior to that, when I used to work with B2K, they was like 15 and 16. He was always reserved. And then when I would see him later on down the line, and I saw him a couple of months ago in Atlanta, he's still the same, but you could just tell, like, he's just trying to heal, and he just wants to be heard. When a female says it, everybody gravitates to him, like, yeah, they guilty, they was raping them, they was molesting them. But when a man says this, it's like, well, you should have fought back, but it's like, no, wasn't that, like, his family and stuff? Child. It was. But, but listen, remember when he spilled that tea, we had, you know, this was at the time before I knew liability and, re and radio and this and that. And I didn't even have a real situation. And you have to say but allegedly. Had said, we had to say allegedly. Well, we have to say allegedly here now. So I'll just say, remember yeah. he said allegedly that had molested him. And then after our show aired on YouTube and went viral and was everywhere, I don't know if you remember, you told me that had slid in your DMs and tried to offer you a role in a movie. And it was kind of weird because you didn't know him at the time, right? I had met him in passing and I knew, you know, just them from being an artist. But Raz told me he was like, well, this is allegedly, but Raz told me he was like, he, once he hears this, he's going to try to give you some work to cover it up. I remember him saying that. And I was just like, damn, but you know, the only sad part about this industry is that there are so many, and I'm not saying this is about him, but there are people I know that are so predatory 
You know what I'm saying? And because they have status or they're at a level, a lot of people overlook it. I've seen so many things with my own eyes and there were experiences that I've gone through. And I'm just like, just like when I was molested, when I was young, like, it's just something about people. I, I'll be like, no, they not lying because you could just feel that spirit. And it's just something that clicks and you're just like, yo, he's not lying. I just wish that a lot of people, well, why you ain't tell when it happened? It's just like, because it, it, I don't, I don't know why. When you were molested, how old were you? It started when I was about five, between four and five until the age of around eight. And it stopped because this person that was molesting me was molesting my sister as well. And as the older sibling, you get to the point where you're just like, why is this happening? Was I being fast? You know, that was back then where if we grew up apostolic holiness. And so if you wore pants, you was fast. If you put some lip gloss on, you was fast. We ain't have lashes back then. So it was just like, I thought I was being fast and I didn't understand it at that time. And I was so young and I was like, I don't want to go to hell. So it got to the point where it was just like, well, please don't mess with my little sister. If you're going to do anything, then let me be the target. Let me be the victim because I know how tough I am. Like she's younger than I, but my sister was strong enough to tell my cousin and my cousin yanked him up and was just like, touch anybody in my family again and you go die. Was this a family yeah. member or a family friend? No, someone from church. Oh, wow. And so it's so it's so crazy because we had um, Jennifer Lewis here on the show and she had talked about how her pastor, uh, you know, sexually assaulted her. And, um, you know, it, she, it was one of those things where she said, you know, black people, black women, mothers have this image of God and have this image of their pastor where they conceal things or just overlook things. Was that your situation? Well, he wasn't a pastor. He wasn't old. He was like a teenager. But at the same time, his dad was. And then we later found out that their family just had a history of molestation, drug use, prostitution like it was almost like it ran in a family cousins and everything look at what's happening with like what happened with you i've been molested and been very open about it when you look at what's happened i just had tamar braxton on the show where she talked about her own issues and now raz b when you mm -hmm. look at kind of what the the thread is be, between all of us it's that it's happening and we're just now talking about it why do you think our community doesn't talk about it as much because because not talking about it doesn't allow the healing to start right and then we find yeah. out later in life how that behavior and stuff manifests itself in our lives and in our relationships why do you think we don't talk about it because we always think that what did i do to deserve this what did like what did i do what did i provoke was i being too flirtatious, but I'm a kid. Was I smiling too much? Did I accidentally sit on somebody's lap? And those are questions that will never get answered. Like, what did I do to make this person look at me as while I'm asleep, they want to touch me and I ain't got nothing going on. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what it is because things in the black community, a lot of times we hide because we think it's so taboo. Black people don't do that. This ain't gonna happen in our family. Don't tell because this person might be the best singer in the choir. So we brush it under the rug as if it'll go away. But what I've heard over the years with that person, that it got worse to the point that he was even molesting, I believe, his ex-wife's son. Like, it, was, it just was deep. But I know it made me very defensive. I know the way that I retaliated, I rebelled. I became such a tomboy that I just didn't want nobody to look at me. I never wore a dress until after, when I was in the 12th grade. I just didn't want to be seen. I started getting tattoos. I started just, just rebelling. Because I was like, God, why would you allow this to happen to me? This doesn't make any sense. What did I do? It's interesting you said, God, what did I do? Because my book was God Must Have Forgot About Me. And it's it, we always draw the correlation back to the higher power that we were trained in church to protect us. And we, Hello. we, end, up casting, we end up casting blame. How did you end up eventually working through it all, though? Because that's a, a very traumatic thing. Well, I remember I had just had my second daughter. Because there were years I was like, I don't know, I just... I, I would have boyfriends, but I wasn't attracted to them because I was just like, I just don't want people to touch me. It was like a whole stage I went through. And then I remember I had my second daughter and I had a show at the Apollo. And this woman, very prophetic, my parents were there. She came up to me. And one of my biggest fears were leaving my children anywhere and something happening to them. 
And she came up to me literally out of nowhere. And she kept on asking security, can I get through? And they was like, well, we don't know you. And I was like, just let her through. My dad was like, no, it's something about her. Let her through. And she just said, I just want to tell you that God, not the spirit, but God told me to tell you, no one is going to touch your daughter. Whatever happened to you when you were younger, you can basically let it go because it will not happen to your children. When I say the tears welled up in my eyes and I was just like, oh my God, like I had never told my story before. The, my parents didn't even know until I did the diva diva logs on R&B divas. So when my dad got a chance to watch it, I wasn't there, but they say he cried. Mm. So I carried that guilt and shame thinking that I did something. Maybe I listened to some rap music and you know, everybody was like churchy back then. I was like, what did I do? And for the life of me, I couldn't figure it out. And I realized a lot of times, um, a lot of my aggression came from me trying to be such a good girl, live the straight and narrow path, you know, just be so perfect. But I realized, stop trying to be perfect, just be real. And once I started being real, the the good things that I always wanted, because I done been through some stuff like the molestation wasn't even the worst part. Because like I done been in abusive relationships and I accepted it and I allowed it because I thought that like, well, I guess it's... This, I thought that that's what I had to go through to get to the next level. Everybody has their portion. Everybody has their, you know, devils they got to deal with or demons they had to fight, you know? And I thought that was one of them. And I was like, nah, I got to a point where I was like, this is unacceptable because it's making me act out in ways and started to cope with opioids and drinking and just doing all types of stuff. So you and I met about 10 years ago. I was in Baltimore. I pulled up on you. I think we was at a chicken wing spot. I don't know. It was some real hood <laughs> shit. I, a gas station or something. I was like, Mo really is hood. She really is about that life. And we instantly clicked. And then you came and you did the uh, show supporting um, Whitney. And then you came back again when I did it with Tank and performed. And then you just yep. disappeared. I mean, I lost contact. And it's interesting because of what I've been through with abandonment and stuff like that. I always internalize it like, what did I do? What did I do? And I don't remember us ever falling out. But then I later learned through your interview with Charlemagne and them about the opioid um, uh, addiction and your abusive relationship with Carl. And so yeah. were you going through something at the time where you just disappeared from people? Or, um, did you become isolated because of the relationship? What was it that made you disappear? I think it was a lot of things. And I, I never, like, I'm a person who's just like, you know what? I'll just fall back. I don't want to be a bother to nobody. I, I just don't want to be in the way. I became a recluse. I separated myself not only from you, my friend, but from my family. I even separated myself from my daughters at one point because I was just like, oh, I'm making so many mistakes. I don't want them to become this. You feel me? I'm marrying and I'm getting in relationships that are with all the wrong people, but I'm, I'm dealing with it because all I got to do is pop a perk, smoke some weed, drink some liquor. All I have to do is just, well, if this if this is how it's going to be the end all be all, I'm going to just do it and I'm going to go out with a bang. But even after seeing Whitney go out like that, because I mean, you were a lot more intimately close to the whole Whitney thing because of who your relationships are. Even with seeing yeah. how she went out, that didn't take that didn't like scare you to scare straight. Yeah, it actually scared me, but I was just like, oh, well, if this is how I'm going to die, this is how I'm going to die. Hmm. Selfish. Wow. So when you got with Carl, that was a whirlwind romance that I saw happening extremely fast. He was a boxer, I believe, out of Philly. Um, yeah. You guys linked up. Really sexy guy. Had the whole, you know, thugged out D'Angelo yeah. look with the braids. Then, of course, his penis hit the Internet because he put his nudes out there. Or at least somebody caught the news. So we saw the dick. And I understood maybe you were a little digmatized. I don't know what happened. Not um, at all. You weren't digmatized? Not at all. You just fell in love? No, it's just like, because I knew him for years prior to that. Like, I was always in Philly, so I knew, like, I knew so many people. But honestly, when I first started dealing with him, a lot of people were asking, why him? Like, Mo, are you kidding me? Like, you can have anybody, but I didn't see it that way. And honestly, he was there and available at a time. I was at a low point. I was going through my divorce and finalizing my relationship with my son's father, um, which is my second ex-husband. So it's almost like I felt 
you know, like you feel like, well, they was loyal and went through that situation with me. So you get first dibs. I shouldn't have never did that. That's why I don't even do no free promo, promo about that relationship because so much of my faults and lack of tact and class and everything that could go wrong from 2012 up until 2019 did. Seven years of hell. Pure hell. And I had to hide it. And I knew that people that knew me could see it. But a lot of people are so like, well, you know. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't. I really thought. If you go back and look at pictures, you'll be like, oh, bitch, you was high right here. Oh, bitch, you was tripping. You know how many people I was about to fight or pull up on or just always in some mess outside in the streets? I wasn't. I wasn't living the life that I was preaching. So I'll sing a song forever or Superwoman or I Cry, but be riding around North Philly three o'clock in the morning, people getting killed all over the place. And I'm thinking I'm invincible because I'm looking for perks or I'm just like looking to get away. I was looking for an escape. And honestly, the safety that I thought that I would have in that relationship wind up becoming one of my biggest downfalls. That's why I had been asked a question the other day. Where did you hit rock bottom? Because people think rock bottom has to do with finances. No, sometimes rock bottom is when you mentally ain't there and you emotionally ain't available and you spiritually drained and you're physically just tired. And So what was your rock bottom? My rock bottom was when I realized that I had sold myself so thin that I got to the point where I was like, I should have just sold my soul a long time ago. Like I was going out like a sucker and I hit it so well, people didn't see. But when I was in that marriage boot camp house, Dr. Ish and Dr. V and the judge, they saw everything. So many things didn't get aired, but so many things I needed to be revealed because of course, you know, I know everybody that runs all the blogs and all that stuff. So people would send me stuff and I would be like, oh, okay, well that's just free promo for the show or for this, or maybe I should drop a song, but it was all kept like, it wasn't no promo, like niggas be living well and acting like they're not in a relationship. So when I feel that, oh, if you're going to do that, then I'm going to start acting nutty. But then I thought like, no, I got these kids. So I started trying to deal with things like how many perks was I popping a day? When you get up to 30 milligrams, which is the blue pill, mix it with Adderall, mix it with alcohol. Like I was a walking freaking fiend. Wait, so do you feel like that relationship was a, his come up? Do you think you were his come up? A lot of people say that. I don't know because I don't know if anybody, like people would say, Mo, nobody knew this person before you. And I'm just like, well, I know who they are outside of trying to be who they're not. And it's just so sad. And I always tell them, I say, your biggest downfall, your biggest enemy is yourself. And I realized, stop trying to save people, Mo, save yourself. That's my problem is I always tried to save everybody. I don't know if you've seen some interviews I've done where I've placed myself in people's situations trying to be like, no, 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 that person, they do that because I was there. But at the end of the day, they're going to go home and do them. And I'm going home and get my head dag on there, knocked between the washing and dryer. My, so I learned to mind my business. So my rock bottom and when I knew enough was enough was when we came back from marriage boot camp, August 26, 2018. And we were supposed to have a family day, actually the 25th. On the 26th, we were supposed to have a family day because my daughters had came down and my niece had came and my sons were already there living with me. And when he didn't show up to the family day, I was just like, yo, you ain't show up. And this, like I recorded it on my phone and I had to play it to get my protection from abuse. Like he spit in my face. I know I heard about that. Like when I had to play the audio at court in Philly, the lady was like, just turn it off. Like what did, what did you realize about yourself at the moment when you, he spit on you? Cause I remember when you said that on the, on another interview and I was just shocked. Like I was shocked at that somebody I know, like you being a really strong black woman, a mother who's very protective of her kids would find herself in a situation like that. Um, and I think oftentimes people think that women 
I, oftentimes I think that people think that when women find themselves in abusive relationships, that they're weak and strong women find themselves there too. What, what, what did you learn about yourself when that happened? If someone would do that to you, because that wasn't the first time that was just the last straw. Like he's throwing hot drinks on me. It was like so many things that were happening, but I was just like, well, I could take it. Oh, well, I done been through enough. Like I felt that I just had the ride. But when my daughters was there and I remember him leaving out, like I have, I still have the audio and my daughter was like, mommy, no. Cause I was like, I'm gonna kill this nigga tonight. Mm -hmm. I was like, nah, because if I would have accepted that, because even after that, like, I didn't leave right then and there because people think you could just pick up and leave. No, we still had stuff we had to do it together. So I learned to distance myself. But it was in March of 2019 when he told me, like, just one day, just like, I will blow your fucking head off and I will throw you over this balcony and I'll kill your dad. That's when I was just like, oh, now this, like, it just became too, like, who thinks like that? Who does that? Wow. And I'm not trying to do no whole smear campaign. I'm actually trying to help somebody heal because as soon as I started telling my story, people was like, Mo, I would never know. I was like, yeah, because I was tired of hiding. I was like, honestly, I had suicidal thoughts. I was just like, yo, I don't even want to be alive, but that's selfish because I have five children and this wouldn't be fair to them to grow up and no telling what type of system they would be in if I'm not around. Hmm. And I'm all they really know besides my parents and my sister and her family. Now it's just like, nah, I had to push through. And it was it was hard. It was rough having to pick up. And the life you know for years, you have to pick up and move and then still try to do shows in between and maintain relationships and friendships and try to sing through that in the studio and then go through the withdrawal saying, okay, my manager pulled me to the side was just like, Go through your social media and delete everything off and start from scratch. And I was like, don't nobody feel like he said, do it because you think that was lit. That had you looking crazy. And that's where you went wrong. He was like, nobody would tell you because maybe they couldn't see, or maybe they were afraid to tell you because a lot of people don't want to say things because they don't want to risk a friendship. But at the end of the day, I would rather somebody tell me the truth and save my life than tell me a lie. And I die in it. Did you have anybody close to you that missed the warning signs? Um, because I know hanging out with Whitney that night, I didn't think she would die the next day. Do you have anybody Ooh. or did you have people around you who missed the warning signs? No, people would tell me, but they was like, Mo, nobody can't tell you nothing. One time my sister told me, she was like, yo, what is wrong with you? You can't possibly love someone that much. You need to love yourself. And you think because you get your hair done, your nails done, your makeup done, your lashes, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You get your snatch back. You think that means you're loving yourself. No, that means you're aesthetically taking care of yourself. But some of the prettiest people have some of the ugliest souls. And I refuse because my parents didn't raise me that way to become an ugly soul. Because then I was being put in riffs and beefs and stuff. That was just like, well, I don't even know this bitch in real life. Like it got to the point where it was just like, yo, how is I beefing with somebody? And I've never seen this person a day in my life. And then it got to a point where it's like, yo, tell the bitch, it, like I'll pop out. But I was just like, no, I don't want to become that monster or a part of that because then it's hard to come back when everybody hates you. I don't want to be the villain. I don't want to be, you see a lot of people self-destructing and getting canceled and criticized. I'm just like, I don't want to be that. I work too hard. I've been in this game for 20 something years, been on tour since I was 15. Like I did not work this hard to lose it because of some bum ass relationships I was in or some weird ass situations I was around. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And I had to tighten up. Now, if I remember correctly, weren't there rumors that he was involved with a transgender woman or something about some gay rumors that had circulated? Baby, I don't know what that man was involved in. But all I can say is I'm glad I made it out disease free and with my mind intact. Because the things that came after that, the message I would get, the pictures and the stuff that I would get from blogs, I was just like, no. A, a lot of times when I would see stuff, I said, no, they not lying. Did you ever confront him about it? Or was this was this information that came out later? That's when he spit on me, when I was just like, when he threw a hot tea on me and my 
child. If it, and I was never like, yo, I saw I heard you was like, hey, I would actually send it be like, hey, what is this about? The fuck is you talking about? Like, just, whoa, you ain't got to go off on me. I just need to know how to clean it up. I'm tired of cleaning niggas shit up. Mm. And do, do you think, when you look back on it, do you think his defensiveness and such aggression was because you were touching a very sensitive part of uh, who he didn't want people to know? I believe that usually when people become defensive, that's their way. Like you can't hide anymore. And the society we live in today, and this is for everyone. You don't have to, me personally, I was fighting my own demons and fighting other people's demons too. So a lot of people, they consider them demons. I'm just like, nah, nigga, everything ain't a demon or the devil. That's just you. And if that's you live in your truth. And I'm telling you, but there's a lot of people that are just embarrassed or ashamed of who they really are. One thing about me is I'm not ashamed of who I really am or what I've been through or what I've done. That's why I don't mind talking about it. And that's the reason why, like, even with my new project, Savage Heart, I talk about some stuff on there. I'm just like, it's time for me to come clean. It's time out for me to hide behind these love songs and stuff because for real though, I wasn't in love. But... Mm one of the best wedding songs you ever hear and I done got divorced three times is forever period right so mm-hmm. let me ask you because I've been on Clubhouse having conversations with people about uh, and I had recently interviewed Andre Marhold who was the guy who had the Jeffree Star relationship and then he was with a woman and left her and his kid and there was a oh, big yeah. big controversial conversation that came out of that where he said he doesn't believe a woman has a right to know her man's sexual history if it involves a man or being with other men. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that? I believe that if y'all are just dating and going together, you don't have to know their business. But when you're married, I need to know everything. Because one thing that a lot of people do is they try to hide, but what's done in the dark will come to the light. And a lot of people think that old secrets or old habits are always. Like, even if you don't, even if you don't smoke crack no more, even if you don't pop pills no more, somebody's going to say, oh, you know, Mo used to um take perks real crazy and heavy because people still talk about it today. Damn, I miss Mo buying off me. She kept my lights on. Bitch was spending like a stack a week. You feel me? So it's just like people going to always talk like, yeah, that habit was, oh, it was expensive. But at the same time, it's just like nobody keeps secrets. So your secret is always going to come out. So what are you hiding from yourself or your secret? Because honestly, at the end of the day, you are your secret. And I think that people have the right to know. You don't have to list. Now, if people slept with 100 people, you ain't got, I was with Bobby, Ronnie, Ricky, and Mike. You don't have to list all that. But if you have some stuff to be like, like, I think people should reveal certain things about them. Like, you don't have to tell me, well, I used to have a cavity back here and one ball. Like, you'll find that out. But if you have any diseases that you may have been rectified from or any fetishes that you like before you be done woke up and somebody be sniffing the butt of your undies, like, let me know. <laughs> right. So when you look back over your three marriages, um, I know the new song or your new single, Broken Heart, when you look three back divorces, over- Because I don't even consider them marriages. When you look back over those relationships, um, what have you now learned? Because I, I I feel like relationships that I've been through, the best ones and the worst ones, I've tried to find the lesson in each of them. And the one thing that I've learned now that I'm at now back out there looking for love is that I now had to, one, fall in love with myself. Two, I had to become yeah. the person that I wanted to date. And three, mm-hmm. I had to understand my value and that I and what I'm deserving of because I made a lot of excuses for what I wasn't getting in the past. Oh, I don't need that. I got money. Oh, I don't need that. But, but what was your lessons? What have you learned? Take full accountability for everything that you accepted that as much as I could sit up here and say, oh, well, this person did this. Well, what did you do, Mo? And it was just like, well... I tried to do the most and I had to realize that I was doing stuff and be like, well, you don't do this for me. And it's just like, well, maybe I didn't give that person a chance to do something for me because I was doing it all. So one thing I've learned too is stop trying to be the man and the woman. Like I've never been taken care of. I've never been like, I get gifts and stuff like that, but it was just like, I think that's from my money. So it don't really count. 
So I realized it was just like, you know what? You've been married three times. Three strikes, you're out. Shoot, Kim Kardashian been married three times. There's a lot of people. Liz Taylor was married, man. So it's a couple of people, but you're not them. Everybody goes through and has their own path. One thing I learned is that I had to stop being a whore for marriage. I wanted to be married because I always grew up under the Christian doctrine that it was better to marry than to burn. So I'm not going to just date you and be your baby mother. I have to be your wife and I'm going to carry myself as such. And whatever you need as a husband or as a man, I'm going to supply that. But my needs weren't being met. And it's, my needs aren't just sexual. Like, I'm more of an emotional. Like, I would rather a hug than a hump any day. Right. But at the end of the day, a lot of people didn't understand that. And maybe I didn't communicate that well. I'm not a great communicator because once I'm done with something, I'm just like, well, that's it. It's up. It's stuck. Bye. Like, I get over things so fast. It's just like... I remember I used to say in my shows, I was like, one time somebody had commented to me, I think on Twitter was just like, damn, bitch, every time I turn around, you got a new husband. So I said, stop turning around then. Hello? Because, you know, people just be saying stuff and I was wanting to reply back. Now you can't pay me to respond or to react. Sometimes you just got to hold your peace. Now, you know what's crazy is people that don't remember the funeral thing we were trying to do. Me, you, Charlemagne, and Claudia. I think we had something. I wish we would have kept that going because, baby, we when I tell you that show, we probably all would have either been in jail or shot by now. I think we would have had the death threats like of life. But it was so dope because everybody... You know, some people do shows, people are like, oh, okay, here you go, this person going to act like this. You could just look, but... To have an R&B singer, a journalist, like just to have like everybody together in a uh, opinion and nobody, like no one of us was the same. So many people try to like, there was nobody trying to be above the other one. Everybody was the star. Everybody let each other talk. Everybody had their own opinion. It, it, it was just lit. I think honestly it was ahead of its time because a lot of people were afraid that Cause we were so like, we called it a funeral. Cause we was like, we burying bitches, period. Like you not going to get past us with that bullshit. Now the comment section will be like, cancel. Man, we was canceling people before <laughs> the world was. So we were all ahead of our time. Now right. look, everybody's back lit. We all like, one thing I do love is just looking at you and looking at Charlemagne. Like everybody just really focused on their self, their mental health. And, and getting their wealth up and that everybody's just lit. Like when I saw pictures of you and like how you, I was just like, yo, Jay is lit. Like it's a whole new glow and it's a whole new world out here. Like this pandemic, it's a whole new, like we all got to reset, refresh, start from scratch. So whatever anybody thought about me in the past, please let that go. I'm not her anymore. I healed from a lot of that. And so the fact that I heal, I can move forward and I can sing songs that even though I'll sing a song, my single called Broken Heart, my heart isn't broken anymore because I had to heal. So I'm trying to help people like, all right, yeah, we can still get wretched. We can still turn up. We can still do what we're going to do. But at the end of the day, it's just like, there have to be a time where you sit your ass down. But that's the beauty of what, what when you go through things, right? You're supposed to go through things. And when you come through, you're supposed to provide a light for others who are still in their journey. And I feel like with your song, with my book and weight loss, you know, Claudia being very vocal about her stuff, Charlemagne focused mm -hmm. on mental health, even though we were all kind of in our storms at different times, the fact that we all made it through and can look back and go, yeah. damn, it didn't, it took me down, but it didn't take me out. So that's, that's Hello. what I love. And and so I, so I bring up the funeral only because I remember one thing about you being, you were on radio, you, uh, you say it like you mean it too. So I want to ask you about a couple of things to get your opinion. Okay. So, um, Kim Kardashian and, um, Kanye West getting a divorce. Do you think Kim will now date a white man? Well, so that's true. I, that's the They're word. Really getting violent. Who filed first? Kim. What are the grounds? I mean, I don't know. Maybe she has a new Skims line coming out. They have a new show coming on Hulu. I don't know. But do you think do you think it's a good thing? I don't know. I just always feel that whatever they feel is best for them, then do that. It just seems that like, damn, you got them four kids. Like, you really want to be a single mom? Like, you really want to start all over? 
like you have one baby daddy. You don't have to rip, but and your baby daddy is Kanye. Y'all made billions together. What's really good? But when people aren't happy, I don't know about their relationship too much. I just really thought that they were in love, but I thought that he had to give himself some space. I honestly think that he never healed when his mom passed. So it was just like, tag, like she, like you was with him through that. And he was with you through the robbery and all that stuff. Like it's just certain things you build from. Like, honestly, I don't think she'll ever date a white man. I've never seen her dating a white man. Well, she did date the basketball player Chris Humphreys and got married to him in 71 days, but it didn't last long. And I think he was kind of mixed or something. He looked white. Yeah, so One day I saw Chris Humphreys on a Southwest flight to Vegas. I was like, nah, he would have never lasted. I think I met him. All right. Because I used to go to the basketball games in D.C. and I saw one and I was just like, I mean, he's cool, but he doesn't give a vibe. Like, she seems like she likes somebody that's like a vibe. He just seemed right. like like, do you want to do well, anything? I can tell you what couple is a vibe, and that's um, T.I. and Tiny. What you think uh, about what's going on in Atlanta? Honestly, I've known Tiny for, we've toured, and I've known her for over 20 years. I've known Tip for, like, I, like I've been around them, and I never picked up that vibe. Like, I've been around, around. When I say I love them, I'm riding with them. I don't even want to know the details of the case or whatever's going on because at the end of the day, that's not, that's not my business. I wasn't there. I've never seen any extras. Maybe, you know, it wasn't allowed around me. I don't know. But at the end of the day is every time I seen Tip and Tiny, they was always like, like they have their family bond. And she'd be like, yeah, chap, I'm about to leave. I'm going home to my husband. Like she's really a family oriented woman to me like i love tiny like that's my that's my best friend that's my best friend that's my girl so when i saw the stuff coming out i'm just like wow like this what we doing it just seems like all the black families that we've seen build and and grow stronger and the world is just like oh yeah we gotta watch they show every little thing is picked apart but i'm like so you mean to tell me y'all th y'all think that's the only people that's doing something? So y'all not gonna think nothing don't go down at the Kardashian house? Oh, okay, like it's people just be picking, and so I really don't know. But I know as for me, like I love Tiny and Tip, and that's why I'm just like I'm praying that whatever the attack is, that God gets the final say. So what? I honestly don't know what's going on. All I saw was they was like that lady that be um picking up all the cases that don't win nothing is the um accuser's lawyer. That's how I read the comment section. They be like the lady that don't win no cases, the lady that had the, the girl that said Usher. Child. <laughs> well, you know the crazy part is, you know, I'm not, I I, I don't know Tiny or Ti. I've met Tiny a few times. She is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Uh, kind of interesting to hear these allegations come out. And I and I just to ask people, like, separate what they do in the bedroom and behind closed doors with these allegations. Because if you have threesomes or, or whatever you do sexually or whatever your fetishes are, that doesn't absolutely make you a predator. And I don't know where all these things are coming from or what's happening, but it has been interesting to watch for sure. Yeah. I just pray that, you know, because... It just seemed that it came at a at a crazy time. Like the way, like I love watching their daughter Eris videos. I always text Tiny and be like, "Yo, Eris has me crying when Zanique had the baby," and she was like, "She could sleep on the floor. She could sleep over there." I was just like, "The baby." So it's just like the enemy always comes in to sift, and he always comes to destroy at a most time where it's just like, even if you did something wrong in your past, apologize and move forward. But they. One thing I'm tired is people just trying to destroy black families. That's why I'm just like, I'm just tired of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, would you do a song with R. Kelly or not? Nah? You know what's crazy is I've never met him a day in my life. I was scared to meet him. Really? Yeah, because I was just like, from people that know him, and I just think he's such a genius. I'm just like, I'm going to tell you about people in the industry. Some of these people are so musically and so gifted that to the world is weird. Now, I don't condone none of that stuff, what they say happened. 
And the, I just I just wish everybody be like, yeah, I bought people there too, but they ain't going to tell the truth. So that's why I'm just like, if we're going to tell it, tell it. I hate when people, oh, well, he had young girls there. Well, who bought them there? Because when my daughter want to go somewhere, bitch, I'm pulling up. I'm Who here? Who are the, I want to see screenshots of every, I want everybody number. Maybe I'm that type of parent. So it's just like, I'm just not letting my daughter spend the night at people's house, go to their house. My daughter's is different anyway. They don't like going to nobody's house anyway. But it's just like, damn, like, because I know what I've been through, just like, you don't just be spending night and going to grown men's house. Oh, we, we had we had Kay Michelle on the show, and Kay Michelle said if she starts talking that everybody's going to jail because there were mothers in the kitchen cooking while their daughters were there. And I agree. I feel like it doesn't start and stop with R. Kelly. I mean, it may start she with him, but, but say it again. She was there. She was around. Do you like Kay Michelle? I've never met her a day in my life. That's why I never understood what the beef was. Hmm. A why day did she in start my the life. beef? Why did she start that beef with you? Who I think it was, I know when I did radio in DC, she was supposed to come to the show and she didn't show up. And, you know, it was just a lot going on around that time. And, you know, it is what it is. So after that, they was like, she used to be going on live saying crazy stuff. I was like, you never met me. You never seen me in real life ever. Nowhere that I can recall. I've never, I don't even know how tall she is. I didn't know what she had the big butt and the other butt that she got. In like, I don't know her in real life. So it's just like, but I'm glad that she's finally getting to the point where she's just like, okay, I got to tighten up because the image that I put out there it is it's not rearing me no good returns. Like sometimes God have to sit you down and humble you to be like, all right, so the direction she's going, I hope it's not just for a show. Like I hope it's honestly for her well-being because that's what I want everybody to do, to own up, to be like, yo, I was weird back in the day. I got to tighten up. Like I was beefing with people that I know couldn't fight and the ones that could fight, I wouldn't say shit too. So it's just like with her, I don't know her, but I honestly wish her the best because seeing what happened to her, I saw the thing online. I was just like, yo, that's crazy. And people like, girl, you was just embarrassed and stuff like that. And I'm just like, like that has to hurt. Were you just like, well, y'all, I almost died. But it's just like, yeah, but you used to be evil. But she's like, I'm not that anymore. So if she's not that anymore, like I wish her nothing but the best because the bitch got hits. I ain't going to hold you, but I've never met her, that woman a day in my life. I don't mean to sound ridiculous, but if I saw her walking down the street, I wouldn't recognize who she was. Sorry to that man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, the reason, well, see, Kay has always been cool with me. Um, I mean, I haven't talked to her in a long time. After, literally after we started stopped filming Love and Hip Hop, she disappeared. But um, okay. I, I saw I saw recently somebody sent me a clip where Little Kim did a, an interview and uh, she was recalling the time when she heard that Kay Michelle said she was going to be her kid's godmother and she had never met her either. So I just don't understand where all these ideas come from. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I heard about that. I think, yeah, Kim was like, who skips? I screamed. Like, I didn't understand it, but a lot of times... People think when you're in the industry that you automatically have to be friends, that you automatically know this person, or that you automatically cool just because you say hi or bye, or even if you have a song together. There's a lot of people I know don't have no type of chemistry, but they got hit records together. So it's just like, you know, to each his own. But for real, like, I don't have nothing bad to say about her. Like, she's had a rough life. Like, I've seen, you know, like the way things are playing out, I I saw on Love and Hip Hop and how she threw, then she throw something on somebody and was calling, uh, it's the Atlanta one, Rashida husband, she was calling him names and they was just like, okay, da 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 da. It, it was just like a lot going on, but yeah, you know, God will humble us all, so nobody's exempt. So what do you think about Danny Lay and this whole Yellow Bird song and everybody is mad now? She They say she's blackfish and she has braids like yours or hair like yours and a skin tone close to yours. But she did a song called oh, Yellow really? Bird, Yellow Bone, This Is What He Wants. What you, what you think about all that? Um, I've never met her in real life either. She dances really good. And... Uh, don't she have that song with Chris Brown? Like, that's all I really know. I thought that all of that stuff was a publicity stunt with her and the baby. Cause I was just like, now everybody know he is not leaving his baby mother. Everybody in Charlotte know, like, 
I used my uncle is from Charlotte, North Carolina. John B. Key is my uncle. And one thing about people down there, they just like, child, you know, I thought it was for promotional use only. So I didn't know if their relationship was real. It wasn't my business. But it's just like, damn, when you think you so up here and you do stuff for clout, whatever that's like, I don't know the reason why she did it. Like, who like who recorded that? Who let you put that out, sis? Like you saw the way they grinded uh makeup for doing a thing about Kobe. Like, who allows us? Uh, 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 Car- Carrie, Carrie Hilson, how she did Beyonce. That's what I'm saying. Like, who says who put the battery in your back and said, Yeah, do that? Because then you got the wrong people around you. All right, well, listen, um, okay, so let's talk. Okay, so enough of their madness. Let's talk more about broken hearts. So when is this song available and who inspired or what exactly inspired or was there anything in specific that inspired this song? Yes. Well, the song is available now on all streaming platforms. Um, my business partner and I, we have the faculty music group. So I'm independent. So I'm literally working this record with me and my team with all my relationships. But of course the record is about me. Um, the foundation because broken heart everybody you know just thinks like oh god it's just a sad song and it's really not a sad song it's an uplifting song because at the end of the day is a lot of people are walking around broken and they don't realize people like to say oh that's toxic but there's so many people that are hurt and hurt people hurt people and people are becoming bitter because of past experiences i didn't want to be that person. So I knew that my healing came through singing through my pain. So I was thinking, Oh, I, I don't been divorced three times. I got these kids. I'm a single mother, the pandemic. I ain't did a show in almost a year. Like what I'm going to do if outside open back up, we don't know if we, when we're going to be able to tour again. I've been on tour since I was 15. I'm bored. My kids are driving me crazy. God, what did I do to deserve this? So I really asked God, like, what did I do? Like, why, like, why I had to get divorced three times? And God will be like, ain't nobody tell you man none of them niggas. P- period. Now, he might not say the N-word, but he'll tell you, if you really want to know how God feel, ask him the way you want to ask and listen. So then I thought my situation was so bad. Then I saw, um, we see what happened with Vanessa Bryant. Like, I, we was coming home from, I was coming home from my dad's church and I was like, dad, did you hear Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter accident with his daughter? And they're saying there's more people that he was like, are you kidding me? Like devastation. And I really immediately, immediately prayed and was just like, like, how does that happen? Who Like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Then when we hear about like Nipsey Hussle, how does it happen? He's going to his store to tell his ex-friend, like, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? The, and then how does somebody that you once take, taken care of murder you? Like, nigga, he got kids, bro. It was just like broken heart against broke. I was looking at a lot of people's stories and I was just like, it really got to the point where it's just like, okay, God, uh, enough is enough. What did I do? Is this karma? What did I do? It really felt like I was reliving past pain and I was living vicarious. Like, if that was me, I know I would have lost my mind. So I was thinking my situation is so bad. But there are people who have way more money, way more celebrity, way more notoriety. And they are going through it. And I was just like, so it don't matter what type of financial or what type of level you want. When your heart is broken? Whew. So where do you go? Like, people, it's just certain people, oh, just pray about it. What am I supposed to say? Uh, I try to drink my pain away. When the liquor wears off, the problems are still there. I try to pop pills to take the pain away. When the medicine wears off, the pain is still there. I tried to do so many things to take the pain away. And it just, you know what I realized? The biggest thing that was hurting me the most wasn't these niggas. Wasn't these people. Wasn't nothing. Wasn't, it was myself. It was me. Mm. I hurt myself more than I would love to admit. I allowed more than anyone could ever imagine. I know we don't even have the time. If I sat here and tell you, you would be, I'm telling you, you would be in tears because 
what opened my eyes to a lot is honestly when Dr. Ish pulled me to the side after marriage boot camp. And he was like, oh God. When he told me, when you realize who you are, and it's not talking about little mo. When you realize who you are, that's when you go, that's when you gonna go up. And and when he said that, when you looked inside yourself, who who were you? Before I didn't know, but now I know that my real name is Cynthia Loving. So I'm a product of love. And that's all I know. So all the bitterness, the hatred, the the wanting to fight, the all of that. I had to go through that to get to where I am today. Like, I'm a walking, living testimony. I'm not trying to be deep, spooky or nothing. Like, the things that I've survived, somebody would have given up. Somebody would have committed suicide. I was to that point where I was just like, you know what? I'm about to lose it all. You can lose everything in this world, but if you lose your mind, like, one of the hardest things to get back is when you lost your mind. Because there's a lot of people walking around, you be like, this nigga lost his mind. And they don't realize it. I didn't realize, because even though I was hiding it, I really wasn't hiding it because it was hurting me so much that I was trying to find ways to suppress it. And I could literally, I didn't like what I was becoming. Trust me. Trust me. Well, I'm glad that you're still here. I'm glad that we reconnected. Uh, I ain't going to lie. I would be lying. I would be lying if I said I didn't miss you because I did. I was like, where the hell is Mo at? Um, I, feel I, like, I feel like there's so much more we need to cover and we, and we are, cause I have an idea, but I'm going okay. to catch this flight and on my way to the airport, I'm going to stream broken heart and I want everybody else to stream it as well. And, uh, I'm also going to download it, buy it, whatever I got to do to support. And I'm glad that you're still out here putting out music cause your fans are crazy about you. The last question Thank I would ask you is, um, well, two questions. One, did you see the Ashanti and Keisha Cole verses and what did you think about it? I did. I was all in the comment section. I was hyped. Honestly, I, I, I've realized that what you put out there is what you get back. So I can't, me personally, if I was that late, I wouldn't have made an excuse. I'd have been like, y'all, y'all got to Like, people just want to know. If we're giving you our free time, please don't take it for granted. You know, if there's technical difficulties and issues, there's certain things that we can't control. But you don't keep people waiting. But that comes from upper management. Because a lot of times the artists are going through things or maybe dealing with stuff and just somebody might be telling, well, just wait, just wait until da 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 Like, it's really no way to get around it. It's no way to get that time back. But I honestly enjoyed it because both of them got some hits. I love Ashanti's energy. She's always had this glow about her. She always smiles and laughs. She's always had her mom around her and her sister. It's just certain things. You ain't going to never see Ashanti without her mom, period. So she's going to always give you class, a smile, a laugh. She's going to be professional. But I bet you when that thing was over, there, I bet you her mama was probably like, yo, what, what, what's the vibe? What is given? Her mother does not play about her children. And I love that about them. I don't know what was going on on Keisha's side, but a lot of people say, I could tell her attitude. Then I'm just like, we don't know what she was, was going through. Like she's still a new, her baby. How, is her baby even one or two? Her baby is like, like she's, I think maybe even one, barely. Like she's still maybe dealing with postpartum depression. She may still be dealing with the remnants of her recent breakup. She may be dealing with issues of trauma from her childhood, from her career, from anything. But when people see you, we still have to put our best smile on and hide behind this facade that people want to see. One thing I like is that they both were real. They both were who they are. And they gave you that. I didn't expect anything more, anything less. I was glad that we got to see two women who are still here with us and give them their flowers while they're still alive. Because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So I would, I would not sit up here and be like, man, that bitch should have, the old me would have been, that bitch should have been on time. That's what she get. That's why. No, we off that. We don't know. My mother used to say, you don't know what people are going through or what they go home to. Respect them for what they give you. Now, if they give you, they ask to kiss. You ain't got to kiss it. Miss me with that. 
But at the end of the day, you have to respect people for who they are. Like all of us are dealing with some things that even with this glow and all this, we're still, I know I'm still dealing with issues that still hurt me to this day, but I'm pushing through it. I'm 4'11", I'm 118 pounds, I'm a fucking soldier, I'm a warrior, and I'm not going to stop fighting till I'm back, until I'm all the way at the top, like I've worked too hard, and honestly, I would love, like I'm with Femme Forward, the tour, once Outside opens back up, Heather Lowry, she put me in a position to, like, all the women come together, we have to have more camaraderie in this music industry, they would love to tear us apart, and it's Women's History Month, so I love to see us women doing things together. Yeah, there's some women that are raggedy and janky, but I don't know what that woman is going through. We don't know. She may be getting her head knocked off. She may be. She may have gotten raped, and you, like we don't know. So before I judge, I look at myself and say, if I don't like something about them, that's something in myself I need to fix. Period. So if you were to do the versus challenge, who would be able to contend with you? Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> honestly a lot of people's like mo we gotta see you on there but see not only am i artist but i wrote songs so like i would love i love the way they did the d'angelo one that was so dope i would love for them to do a missy and friends and then it'd be two hours long she come and do her set we do our songs together then i get to do my songs and it i i would love to see a versus give them their flowers edition because then you realize sometimes like the audio be off and then People like you want to see more banter between and camaraderie and they don't be in the same room because of COVID or some people don't feel like flying out to the thing. Like if it's not the intimate setting or like how it first started out, then it's just like, let's get to the uh, like vintage verses like that D'Angelo. Like I love that whole vibe because I've seen him live and I'm like, oh, my God, he is not missing a note and he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> He was smoking a cigarette. Wait, do you still talk to Missy? Yes, I do. I spoke to her a couple of months ago. I know she's really much out the way and stuff like that, but yes, we still speak. I Can love her please, to death. Had it not talk to her, her. When you talk to her, I mean, we follow each other on Twitter. I've met her okay. recently with her and Latifah. I got a dope picture. I actually put it on my shirt where Latifah's throwing the peace sign. Can you please tell her that we love her at Hollywood Unlocked? I mean, I would die. I told Mona, I said... I want to interview Missy. She was like, child. I about to say, <laughs> Missy don't do interviews. Like, you think, no. I'm not shy of where I'm going, but Missy is super shy. Like, yeah. that's one thing I know for sure. But the sweetest, and you know what? I love the path that she's going now because I know, look, my dog want to be all in the interview. Hey, Seven, have a seat. She probably like, sis, we supposed to go to Starbucks. But I know that the direction she's going because she had the, the near death experience, like her whole gratitude and appreciation for life, friendship, and you know, health. It's not even about the money because you can have all the money in the world and that can't keep you alive. So just to right. see her still here with us, give her her flowers. Like I want to see her on versus, but I really want to see Escape versus SWV. No, well, let's see. I, I would love to see Escape versus SWV. But I'll just be clear, Missy does a versus. It gotta just be Missy by herself, Missy and friends. Yeah. Like you said, she got she got too many hits. She got too, too many. many hits. And 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 I was so glad that I was able to see her at the VMAs win that award because there was nobody. Yeah. I mean, when you think of music videos, who has better videos than her? Maybe Michael Jackson and her close neck and neck, but maybe I mean, she, she yeah, and she loves Michael Jackson. That was like her her that's her idol. So it's just like the way her thought process being the only child, the way she used to think outside of the box and make her thoughts and visions come to fruition. Like she's a genius. I freaking love her. And I'm glad that she gave me a chance at the age of 19 was like, you want to go on tour? I was like, yep. <laughs> Deuces and was out. Like she took me on tour and she always told me, Mo, don't ever stop singing. You have the type of voice that'll make the biggest sinner want to get saved. Mm -hmm. And I'll never take her for granted ever. Or or somebody with a broken heart find a pathway to fixing it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but either way, Mo, we love you here too at Hollywood Unlocked. We got to do something again soon. I thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I think outside opening up a little bit. So when I come to LA, you be like every time I look, I be like, yes, live your freaking life. I, I'm living through you. I love like the outfit you was given. 
you gave everything that it's supposed to have gave. I'm loving the glow, Jason. I'm proud of you. I love you. I respect you. I honor you. Um, I'm just so glad to be a part of like everything you've invited me to. And I've been able to attend. Remember when I was going to do the Tame a Little Mo um, thing and you came through for me? Like yeah. people don't know the history. And I'm, you always been there for me. And I didn't have to ask a hundred times. All I just, yo, you made it happen and you got to catch a flight. And I'm just like, for that respect from my heart. Melissa, I'm always here for you. We're going to do more. And uh, as soon as outside open up or you feel comfortable to come to LA, I'm here and I'm outside. <laughs> it's up and it's back, per. <laughs> All right, mom out. Peace. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.